Welcome, B-Movie fans, to another B-Movie interview. I'm Paul. And I'm Corey. And joining us today is James Balsamo of Acid Bath Productions, and he's here to talk about his film, Killer Waves. James, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Great to be here. Hey, great to have you. That's right. Let's rock and roll. Let's do this thing. Oh. Surf's up. You know what they say, life's a beach, and then you die. <laughs> All right. So what, what first inspired you to become a filmmaker? Well, actually, uh, I started out acting as a kid, and I had always wanted to be in horror movies, so I went to film school. I learned how to make my own damn movie, and here we are, almost 10 years later, I've got eight feature films that sell worldwide distribution, and I'm on your show! What's better than that? Full circle, dream come true. Hell yeah. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about Killer Waves, like the general plot or the idea behind the film? Sure. Uh, Killer Waves is about a killer killing surfers to make a human flesh surfboard. And uh, that's got Phil Ansamo from Pantera in it, Robert Millay from The Strain, Chris Mulkey from Rambo and the first Purge movie, and me. I mean, and Bikini Babes. What's better than that? Oh, yeah. I can't think of anything. So what first inspired the idea for the film? You know, I, uh, I I love slasher films. This was my second uh, slasher film. I had done a film in 2012 called I Spill Your Guts. And uh, I just really wanted to go back and do another slasher film. And so uh, I was like, what's a better scene to get beautiful women naked but the beach? And so that's, that's how Killer Waves grew from a little tadpole to the monstrous toad of a film that it is. The perfect combination. Oh, That's right. What would be the retail value of the uh, of the skin crafted surfboard? Oh, uh, probably probably over a thousand dollars. I would say uh, each face was life casted, and uh, each stitch was meticulously glued on by hand <laughs> by me. Uh, <laughs> it was a nightmare, let me tell you. Like, if there's a scary part of the movie, it was building that surfboard because the body of it was built around a blow-up surfboard. And oh, so I couldn't gosh. puncture the stitches through. So I had to uh, literally hand-glue on each stitch out of a six-foot-tall surfboard. So... <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of time went into that, that board, and I think it's on screen for a good 45 seconds. It definitely looked cool, but i got to say, I don't think it would quite add up to how much uh, the bail money would be for uh, murdering all those people. <laughs> no, probably not, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what would you say was the most unique aspect of your film? Um, the killer... Uh, wearing the the deep sea diver suit, I would say, is is a pretty cool look for a slasher film. Not to mention the killer tells puns. So many slasher films, you get the the silent Michael Myers type, but you don't get a lot of that that Freddy Krueger cheap cheap thrill pun. You know they say spear today, gone tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I had a lot of fun listening to some of those. It reminded me of. Um the Big Daddies from Bioshock only mixed with uh, Freddy Krueger. It was uh, an interesting combination, but I appreciated that. That's, Thanks. And that's, yeah. that's one of the reasons that I love Leprechaun in the Leprechaun movies is, you know, when he's just rhyming and, and being menacing, it's just, there's something that's greatly unnerving about 
a killer who doesn't take himself super seriously. Yeah, it's just like a game for them. Right, a friend with weed is a friend indeed, says the leprechaun. Have, have you guys seen both Leprechaun in the Hood and Leprechaun Back to the Hood? I have. I've only seen Leprechauns That's right. in the Hood, but... Oh, yeah, he goes back. <laughs> After he goes in space. he's He goes to the Hood, he then he goes to space, and then he goes back to the Hood. And it's not the Hood, it's the Hood. Oh, That's right. Like, it makes all the difference. <laughs> and of course, you know, sure because... The one guy's bag of weed, uh, somebody cut the weed with four-leaf clovers. Because, you know, that makes absolute fucking sense. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's just magical. Yeah. So yeah. What, what qualities would you say make a great film? And could you give us an ex- a few examples of films that you consider great? Uh, sure. Standard for me is tits and a decapitation. And uh, so there's a there's a ton of movies that that have those. Uh, I mean, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Lucio Fulci Zombie. I mean, the list of that goes on and on and on. Those are staples in in horror, and uh, it's something I like to add in all of my films. I think you just gave the best answer of anybody we've interviewed. <laughs> Yeah, most people are kind of like a good story or great acting or atmosphere. You're like, yeah, t- tits and blood. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I I think you would have gotten along well with uh with the late great Bill Heinzman. Oh yeah. Is that when, when we met him and, and talked to him about his film, he was just like, oh yeah, blood, gore, ass, and tits. That's what makes That's it, it great. It's true. That's what I like. Wiser words had never been spoken. That's <laughs> Get them naked and get them dead. Exactly. So on the opposite end of great films, are there any films that you watch as guilty pleasures? Movies that you know aren't exactly great, but you like watching anyways? You know, you know what's interesting about that question is that my my guilty pleasure is are the films that I'm uh, proud of. Like, people would say, how do you like a movie like Robo Vampire? Have you guys ever heard of this movie? I, I actually, I think I have that one. You know, I've heard Not of it, but I haven't it. watched it. Like, it's it's in like a, the giant box of movies that we're like slowly going through. Yeah, it's it's amazing in how terrible it is because any movie, lots of work goes into it. So, like, even before I started making films, I just appreciated the work that goes into it because, like, you have to organize all those bad actors. You got to get an uncle that that really wants to be on film with like a crooked shaved mustache you have to like harness all of those people together day in and day out and and not feed them and and give them you know a terrible script to read like all of that had to set in motion and to me that's beautiful in any movie and that's why I could really I could sit through through anything just cuz I think about hey there's a guy pulling the fishing line that's pulling some woman's bikini off. You know what I mean? There, there's somebody on set that's doing that. And, and in every mo- movie, there's great moments. And you just got to look for those moments, just like life. Oh, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. So you're saying your, your guilty pleasures are more like the big budget stuff, like the things most people would consider like their mainstream or their go-to? Yeah, I mean... Um, so what would, what would you say is your guilty pleasure then? You know, it, it's it's hard for me to say because I watch so many movies and I rarely watch movies again. I, I just watch them once 
rarely twice. So a guilty pleasure, uh, I don't, I don't know, babe. I like that movie. <laughs> that, that, that would do, pig. That it, would do it, pig. Makes, it makes me want bacon. That's why I like that movie. <laughs> Never watch Babe while you're hungry. But sadly, Babe doesn't become bacon by the end of the movie. I know. Such, such, yeah. such a terrible ending. Why didn't that pig become bacon? <laughs> I cry every time. <laughs> so, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to create their own independent film? You know what? I I, uh, I love hearing from independent filmmakers that reach out to me, uh, and I always say the same thing: just do it. You know, pick up a camera. I mean, that's what I did. I mean, I just wanted to act, and I didn't know anybody that made movies, and so I went out and I got a video camera and I got a few of my friends, and we just started making a movie. And uh, seven years later, that first movie had Guar in it, and Lloyd Kaufman, Lynn Lowry, Debbie Rashawn, and it sold in stores. All over the U.S. and Canada, it was on cable TV. It was called Hack Job, and that's how I made my first movie. I mean, it, it took me seven years from start to finish, but at the end of it, you know, there's a movie, and movies are forever. So go start now. I mean, eventually you'll have a movie. So, what are you waiting for? That's how you do it. So I guess I have to ask, um, since we were talking a little bit about Killer Waves having both boobs and blood, which do, which do you prefer more? Which do you think is be- like an essential in a movie? The the boobs or the blood? Boobs. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down. Tits first. I mean, you know, because uh, I I I make horror comedies mostly, you know, and, and with a comedy you could have just tits, you know. It's the horror that you get the blood and and whatnot. So, tits tits. This is where it's at. Now, on that answer, I have to ask, if you could have any actress in the history of, of acting in film, including modern day, who would you have topless in your film if you could have any single actress that you wanted? That, that might be the greatest question I've ever been asked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, well... Damn, Scarlett Johansson's still pretty hot now, but uh, I, I like I like '80s hair. So I would say Fran Drescher at her peak in like the mid '90s with that like big hair. Just, just as long as she doesn't laugh. Yeah, exactly. And then her head gets cut off. <laughs> oh, just topless and then and then. Yeah, I told you not to laugh. <laughs> that's it. That's right. Perfect scene. That that is your yeah. dream scene. That's my dream scene. Oh yeah. So we have an important question that we always like to ask here at B Movie Bros. Something we often ponder and talk about and debate, and so we like to get everybody to weigh in on it. So I want to know what is your opinion on hairless cats? You know what? I like Austin Powers, so I'm going to say I like hairless cats. I think Mr. Bigglesworth is a cool-looking cat. Personally, I'm a dog person, so uh, I don't own cats, but if I did, it would probably be a hairless one, because who doesn't want a nutsack with teeth walking around your place? See, I I think they're adorable, and Paul Paul thinks they're abominations. I think they look like moving abortions. I mean, they just freak me out. But, you know, that's chalk one more up to my score. Hey, what, too? 
Speaking of moving abortions, what do you think about this segue? Have you heard of the movie The Suckling? No, I haven't. Oh my god, you, if you guys like cheesy B-horror movies from the 80s, check out this movie. It's about an abortion that lands into some toxic waste and then grows into like an eight-foot monster and starts terrorizing all the people around this uh, aborted uh, family. It's great. You mean he doesn't turn into a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? He does not. Shredder's not in it. I, I thought that's what Toxic Waste did to you. But it does have a killer umbilical cord. It's pretty awesome. That sounds magical. It's like Toxic Adventure, like the junior years or something. I mean, it kind of makes the me, very junior. Kind of makes me want to watch Automaton Transfusion again, just because there's a a, a zombie fetus that like kicks out of this woman. Oh, I know it. That's the that's the only redeemable scene out of the whole movie. That's the only redeemable scene out of that whole movie. <laughs> and they were supposed to make a sequel, and they never did. Motherfuckers. Oh, man. Yeah. It was supposed to be released in 2010. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're a little late on that. Just a little bit. Yeah. You never know. So where can people watch Killer Waves? Uh, what platforms is it available on? Sure. Uh, Killer Waves sells on DVD all over the place. You can go get it uh, at acidbathproductions.com. Or, uh, you know, find me on Twitter, say what's up, at Asabath Product. Pick it up through me. I'll sign it for you. Sweet. So where can we follow you to learn more about Killer Waves and any other future projects that you'll be working on? Sure. I actually have uh, two more feature films coming out this year. First is The Lich. It's about an undead zombie wizard trying to get his crystal back from these three witches. And it's got uh, Tom Sizemore in it and Elizabeth Daly. She's the voice of Tommy Pickles and Buttercup. And she's Dottie in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And uh, that also has some other great cameos like Mike Browning from Morbid Angel and uh, the amazing Jonathan. Isn't she also the voice of Dizzy in the, um, or is that is that what she's called, in um, the Starship Troopers show? Um, uh, I'm not Roughnecks. sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I pulled that shit out of nowhere. Yep. I know my Tommy Pickles when I hear him. That's right. <laughs> and then the other movie I'm working on is a sequel to Cool as Hell. Get this, it's called Cool as Hell 2. Go figure. And that uh, also has Phil Ansamo in it and Brian Johnson and Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men and me and tits. Decapitations. What's cooler than that? Nothing. Cool as hell, too. So be on the lookout for that. And you can follow me on Twitter at AcidBathProduct. Find me on Instagram, James Balsamo. I want to be your friend, guys. Send me pictures of boobs. That's what I really want. <laughs> Sounds cool as hell. That's right. It's cool as hell, too. All right. I was trying to think of something to work the two into it, but I wasn't clever enough. <laughs> Well, there you have it, B-Movie fans. Killer Waves, a film by James Balsamo and Acid Bath Productions. James, thanks for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun having you on the show. Thanks, guys. It's been a blast. Definitely. Glad to have you on. Maybe we'll uh, be able to talk to you about some of your future projects again as well. Yeah, looking forward to it, guys. Thanks. Awesome. 
If you have an independent film you're working on and would like to discuss, you can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros or follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter handle at bmoviepaul. You can find all our interviews as well as other B-movie content such as chats and movie reviews on our website bmoviebros.com. New content every week. If you have a movie you'd like us to review or in any additional comments, feel free to leave us a message on either SoundCloud or iTunes. Just search for B-Movie Bros. This has been another B-Movie interview. I'm Paul. And I'm Corey, saying until next time, friends, be brave, be bold, and be back for more. (laughs) 